You are listening to a message from Victory. We hope it inspires you to honor God and make disciples in your community. I'd like to read from Luke chapter 5. I, we're going to read the story of, a, of the paralyzed man that Jesus healed in Luke chapter 5. Again, in, in um, sorry, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says that we, may, we should walk in them. And the story we're going to read is about a man who cannot actually walk. He cannot actually move. But in this story, I believe God has a message for each and every one of us as we start this new year. So if you have your Bible with you, uh, open your Bible to Luke chapter 5. And we're going to read from verse 17 to 26. And as you're turning your Bible, uh, I'd like to say a short prayer. And please join me in prayer. Lord, we commit to you this time. We are grateful for another year for giving us fresh 365 days. Lord, get loaded with your uh, blessings and favor upon our lives. Lord, I pray that you'll give us eyes of faith, Lord. And I pray, Lord, just like in the book of Psalms, the prayer there, to, that you will teach us to number our days, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. So as we look into your word, I pray you will speak to us, Lord, personally, and speak to us as a church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I'm going to read from uh, verse 17. It says, On one of those days, as he was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there, who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with him to heal. And behold, some men were bringing on a bed a man who was paralyzed, and they were seeking to bring him in and lay him before Jesus. But finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and let him down with his bed through the tiles into the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said, Man, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to question, saying, Who is this who speaks blasphemies, who can forgive sins but God alone? When Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered them, Why do you question in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, rise and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed and go home. And immediately he rose up before them and picked up what he had been lying on and went home, glorifying God. And amazement seized them all, and they glorified God and were filled with awe, saying, We have seen extraordinary things today. How many of you want to see God do extraordinary things in your life this year? And uh, I believe that's God's heart for us as well. Now, there's this man who was paralyzed, as we can see in the story. And if you're paralyzed, of course, we know... uh, that condition would limit your movement. In fact, it will hinder you from moving. Sometimes the head would send a signal to the body and the body will not respond. So being paralyzed is not being able to move or function properly. And maybe for some of us, uh, we may not be physically paralyzed, but maybe there are areas in our life where we feel like we are not functioning properly. That there's an area in our life where it's not functioning as it should. 
maybe as a father, as a husband, or maybe as a wife, or maybe as a leader, or a businessman, or whatever season uh, in life you're in. Maybe there are areas in your life where you want to do more, you want to press on and move forward, but you feel like you can't seem to break through. Uh, you've tried it every year, New Year's resolution, tumatalon ka sa hagdan, just like last night, <laughs> nagsusuot ka ng polka dots, nagkataon lang. <laughs> okay? uh, but, you know, there are things in our life, situation wherein, uh, you know, we made promises to, to ourselves, to other people, to God, we prayed and we broke our vows, our commitment. We can't seem to move forward. How many of you can relate to this paralyzed man? Wala. Okay, let's close this service. Lord, we're all okay. <laughs> um, now, as we look into this story, there are three lessons that I'd like to highlight that we can learn from this paralyzed man. Uh, because as we all know that the stories in the Bible are not just placed randomly. And it's not just for the specific people involved. These stories are here because God wants to use it to speak into our own lives. And so there are three lessons very quickly that I'd like to go through. Um, from this story, as we step into the new year and really in faith to move forward and fulfill whatever purpose or destiny God has for us. First one, if we want to be able to get out of, of that situation where we're stuck and... Uh, we can't move forward. First one is we need right people. Verse 18, it says, And behold, some men were bringing on a bed a man who was paralyzed. Our missionary to Macau was here in the earlier service, in the 3 o'clock service, Pastor Gio. And Pastor Gio was really, is really one of the people who helped me when I was a graduating student to have the faith and the courage to Follow God's call in my life to be a pastor. I was younger at that time. I think I was 20 years old. Um, and I was trying to uh, really pray and wrestle with God because I know that there's a strong sense of calling in my life. I want to be a businessman. Uh, when I was in college and graduating, I, I want to be a businessman. But months before graduation, I just know God was speaking to me. I don't know what to do with it. I'm, I'm afraid... I have uh, many insecurities. I'm uncertain of the future. What will happen to me? Can I marry somebody? Can I raise f- a family? Where will we get? And all of these things. So, medyo kinakabahan po ako. Ano? Parang na-mention ko na to before. Eh. Inisip ko, paano gagawin ko para mabuhay? Magpipreach na lang ba ako? Kakanta yung asawa ko? Taga-collecta mga anak ko? I mean, will that be a family business too? <laughs> uh, they will that how God will provide for I don't know. So, Good thing I have my pastor there, senior pastor, my youth pastor. And then Pastor G was there, uh, our missionary uh, to China at that time. And they helped me process and pray and wrestle because at that time we're also in a deep financial crisis as a family. So when I opened this up to my uh, mother and my siblings, sabi la, okay naman yung desire mo to serve in the church and follow God, but... Why don't you work first, help the family, establish mo sarili mo, mag-ipon ka, establish yourself, and if you're good financially, then go whatever you want to do. Do whatever you want to do, serve in the church. So that's what their, their advice. But I just know that at that time, God was calling me into the ministry. 
And so when I talk to them, they, they, they help me, they, they encourage me, they prayed for me. And I was able to follow Jesus, to be a pastor. I will not be here today if not for people like Pastor Gio. And it did not stop there because when I entered the ministry, the first five years of the ministry as a youth pastor, I tried to resign three times. I was so down and discouraged, experienced failures along the way. And, but every time I would talk to my pastors, I would say, pastor. I gave my best, but my best wasn't good enough. And all this excuse. And he would listen to me, pray for me, and then after that, he would just ask me one question. Is God, is God telling you to, go out, to step out of the ministry? Do you really have a word from God? And then I would cry. You know why? Because I know God is not telling me to quit. There are times that I'm, I'm weak, I'm not strong, I don't want to show up to church. But there are just people who would really encourage me. They would go to our house, they would call me, Sasabinila, we know where you live. <laughs> so they would pick me up. You know, How many of you here, you're like me, you're not always strong and you're not always right? You make bad decisions and then sometimes you're weak. You don't know if you can still move forward. But it's good that, I'm, that God gave me people. He surrounded me with people who helped me continue and move forward. And the same way with this paralyzed man. He is not able to move. He's not functioning properly. But thank God there are people who cared enough to bring him to Jesus. We need people like that. My wife uh, calls them stretcher bearers. Do you have stretcher bearers? Pastor Dennis was uh, saying a while ago, sabi niya, I, I think there are four. Kasi ba pag stretcher, apat yun. Maybe five kung masyadong mabigat sa may gitna, di ba? At least four. Do you have people like that in your life? That will bring you to Jesus will pray for you and correct you if necessary. If you're going out of your way, if you, are, if you are going a different direction, if you are being paralyzed by sin, will have the courage to look you in the face and tell you, Malian, bro. And will bring you back to Jesus. Stretcher bearers. We need people like that in our life. I hope you have people like that. People who will help you go where you can't go. Do what you can't do. And be the man or the woman that God wants you to be. That's the reason why we are uh, pushing you to join our victory group. How many of you here, you are part of a victory group in this church? That's why we're encouraging you. Don't just come here every week. Don't make Christianity just a once a week tradition or ritual uh, in your life. But make faith part of your daily life. Make sure you're surrounded with, with people. You know, in Genesis chapter um, 2, verse 18, it says, Then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. Everyone say, It is not good. Okay, tell the person sitting next to you, It's not good. You know, this is one of the favorite verses of single people. Like, Lord, I'm holding on to your promise. You said in your word, It is not good. I will make a helper, will make him a helper fit for him. Of course, primarily this applies in marriage. 
Normally, this would be used in weddings or marriage seminars, but definitely, this is not just confined in, in marriage. This, is, uh, this applies in, to every relationship, to relationship in general. We are created for community. We are created for relationship. We are like Legos, different colors, different shapes and sizes. Some people can connect to more people. Some people are not very sociable. I can only connect two or three. But nevertheless, we are wired and created to connect. Connect to God, connect to one another. We're created for relationships. So don't just come here and then, parang pag closing prayer na, gumagano ka na sa pinto. Ayaw mo may kumausap sa'yo, di ba? Pag, Amen! Takbo ka na. You know, don't hide. Don't run. In fact, I want to encourage you this year, I hope, part of your faith goal this year is for you to be part of a church community. To be part of a victory group where you can share life, where you can open up your life for the first time and ask people to help you in your journey. Because the truth is, if you're going to walk with God, if you're going to serve His purposes for your life, you won't do it and make it alone. We need people in our lives. We need people in our life. You know, your faith is personal, but it's not meant to be private. We're called to walk together. That's why, you know, one of the uh, favorite sayings we have here is we're better together. It's not just a cute... uh, a power line, but we really believe that we are better together. You know, I can pursue God if I'm surrounded with Francis, Pastor Dennis, and all these people. Pastor Joash, who's injured today. Uh, we, we need people surrounding us. Who are the four people, at least four people? Do you have four people in this church? Who will help you move and walk? The Bible says God is always at work. He's always doing something in our life. So we are supposed to move. We need people who are full of energy. People who are hungry for God. People who are passionate. People who are moving. We need people like that in our life. You know, someone said that you are the average of the five people you spend time the most. The Bible says it's this way. Walk with the wise and you will grow wise. Basically, what it's saying is the people in your inner circle, the people around you, the people you hang out with, will significantly influence the outcome of your life. If you are going to really see great things that God will do, not only in you, but through you, then we need to be surrounded with right people. People who will not just comfort us. People who will not just make us feel good about our dysfunction but people who will actually help us move and bring us out of our present condition so we can go to where God wants us to go. Right people. Next one is we need right response. Verse 19, But finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof. Wow. Along the way, you know, these men are like us today. We are excited for 2017. We are expectant. We are Filled with faith. But along the way, you know, they are expectant that if they bring their friend to Jesus, their friend will be healed. But when they came to the place where Jesus was, they encountered an obstacle. You know, it's funny sometimes when you're nearest to your breakthrough, that's when things become the hardest. 
that's when we encounter obstacles. But the good thing about them is they did not abort their mission. Actually, they pressed on, they dug a hole in the roof, they took the risk, they ignored the crowd and pursued Jesus anyway. They encountered obstacles along the way, but they did not stop. Can you encourage the person seated next to you, please? Can you smile at them and tell that person, you will have obstacles? Yeah, in faith tayo this year. Yes, we're believing for breakthrough. Tapos, January pa lang. Grabe naman, Lord. Nagbibilib nga ako ng race sa... Nagbibilib nga ako ng race sa sweldo. Natanggal ako sa trabaho. Lord, nagbibilib nga ako ng stronger marriage. Yung asawa ko ngayon. Na bumalik sa inlo ko. Lord, I'm, I'm believing God. Uh, Lord, I will be strong in my faith. Now, here, here I am. Tinatawagan ako ng ex ko. Lord, the obstacles. God is not promising us convenient miracles. God did not promise a convenient marriage, convenient children, or convenient business. No, God did not promise convenient miracles. There will be obstacles along the way. And if we have the habit of quitting when we face obstacle, then we are not going to move forward. Because the reality is there will be obstacles along the way. Even the world recognizes uh, that there will be obstacles. And here's one thing. Um, one thing about obstacles is that obstacles can work to our advantage. And the world recognizes that, recognizes that as well. There's this book that my wife uh, finished reading last year. Okay? Uh, the title of the book is The Power of Broke. How empty pockets, a tight budget, and a hunger for success can become your greatest competitive advantage. I, I, I browsed through the book and it, it told stories after stories of people who because of lack of opportunities and resources, they were forced to try something new. They were forced to be creative and in the process found their success. Sometimes, God allows us to experience obstacles so that we can be redirected to God's purpose and destiny for our life. Because we have the proclivity sometimes to choose the easy path, to always choose what is convenient, to always choose what is safe. And we don't want to take risks, we don't want to trust God, and so we always choose what is familiar to us. Hey, lahat tayo, ito na yan. Buong pamilya natin, dito na tayo nabuhay. Ito na yung kinagis na natin. Mahirap yan. Or sigurado ba tayo dyan? And sometimes God has have to close doors. Sometimes God have to, uh, to take away whatever that we're holding to so that we will have no other choice but to say to God, Lord, guide me. <laughs> Lead me. And that's in the process that we experience our breakthrough. God allows obstacles and oppositions because God wants to train us, not just to bless us. God wants to build us, not just to bless us. You know, I have a seven-year-old daughter, and sometimes I intentionally delay buying toys for her. Daddy, can I have that toy? And although, even though it's cheap, like 50 pesos, 20 pesos, sometimes I would intentionally delay. And I would say, let's pray about it. 
save for it. You know, I bought her this four coin banks. And I, every day I will give her coins and say, spread it out. Uh, tithes, investment, saving, generosity. Spread it out. Save for spending. And sometimes we will give her household chores on the weekend. And then pay her a salary. Mga, hindi naman ako a slave driver, no? Mga maliliit lang naman. Pick up your toys and I'll give you five pesos. Why? Because, you know, I, I don't want just to bless her. I want to train her. I want to, I want to instill character. I want to instill faith. I want her to grow up mature. And I believe the same way with us. Sometimes, you know, God delays the answer to our prayers. Sometimes God allows obstacles and challenges so that we are not going to grow, grow, grow weak or entitled or, or spoiled or immature. God wants to instill Christ-like character. How many of you here, that's one of your prayers this 2017 to be more like Jesus? To walk with Him. You know, I like in verse, uh, uh, in, ver- in, in that verse, somewhere there in the story. It says, when, when they pressed on, the Bible says He saw their faith. Jesus saw their faith. I like that. I like the kind of faith that can be seen. I don't want a faith that cannot be seen by other people. I don't want to be a silent Christian person. I don't want to be a secret agent. I want the kind of faith that can be seen. I believe God wants that kind of faith for each and every one of us. And that kind of faith can be seen best in times of crisis. When it seems like God is not answering, God is not working, and we're doing the right things, but we are not seeing the result we want. That's when our faith can be seen. Are you going to still pray and read the Bible? Are you still going to go to church? Are you still going to worship and praise God and say, God is good? Are you going to still give your tithes when your budget is tight? Are you still going to live in a life of integrity when everybody's compromising and seemingly becoming successful? And here you are, you're not being promoted, you're not advancing in your career because you're living a life of integrity. Will you still live for God? How many of you want the kind of faith that can be seen? The people would know, even if you're not telling them you're a Christian, they would know there's something different about you. You practice what you preach. You walk the talk. Mahirap yung, ay, Christian ka pala? Ten years na tayo nagka-work together? Grabe ka. Hindi obvious. Nag-church ka pala every Sunday? Grabe, ano? Kakaiba. Faith. Right response. God wants to develop that kind of faith in us. James chapter 1, verse 2 to 4. It says, count it all joy. Everyone say, Joy. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. That's God's desire for us, that we may be complete, lacking in nothing. So when we encounter difficulties and obstacles this year, as we believe God, for breakthroughs. As we serve God, the Bible says, consider it pure joy. Consider it pure joy. Joy is different from happiness. Sometimes happiness is based on the events. 
No, joy is not based on the situation. Joy is something that we get from God. Joy is something that we get when there's assurance that we're exactly where God wants us to be. And we're doing exactly what God wants us to do. And last thing as I end is right relationship with Jesus. We need right people. We need to respond right. And then we need right relationship with Jesus. It's interesting that when this man was lowered from the roof, finally reached Jesus, the first thing that Jesus said was not, rise up and walk. Yun yung pinihintay niya Ito na yon, Lord, breakthrough. So he was, he was ex- maybe expecting to hear that word, but that's not the first word that came out of the mouth of Jesus. Instead, what Jesus said was, your sins are forgiven. Can you imagine yourself? Your sins are forgiven. That's not what I need right now, Lord. What I need is healing. How many of you know God knows what you need? And how many of you know that there is nothing too hard for God to do? You know, the Bible says God is able to do more than what we could ask for or imagine. What are you imagining this year to happen in your life and through your life? Siguro, iniisip mo, grabe to, Lord. Don't imagine ko, sobrang laki nito, Lord. This is punch in the moon. Lord, we pray for the spirit of slowness to leave this place. Uh, Lord, some talk sa buwan to Lord. Parang, Lord, wish ko lang. Milagro na talaga to, Lord. What is it that you're imagining or picturing in your mind? What is it that you're believing for this year? God is saying to you, I am able to do more than what you could ask for or imagine. So God knows exactly what this person needs and surely is capable of giving him what he needs. But God saw a greater need, a deeper need. And many times we just see the external, we see the short term, we see the urgent. You know, uh, time management books and uh, productivity, books like that would would tell us that one, one of the ways we can become more productive in whatever we do is to prioritize what's important, not urgent things. Because there are so many urgent things happening and popping out. Parang, ah, I need to respond to this, I need to do that, you need to do this. There are so many urgent things. And if we keep saying to urgent things, there is nothing important we will be able to do. We won't be able to reach whatever it is, goal that we are uh, trying to reach. So uh, one of the things we need to do to become more productive is to prioritize what's important uh, rather than spending all our time with the urgent. And, and I said that because I feel like with, this, with God, He knew that, yes, I can give you your healing right now. And maybe you're thinking, Pag nakuha ko tong healing na to, Lord, my life will be great. That's it. I'll, I'll be set for life. This is all that I need. But God knew, if I heal you now, maybe it will make you happy now. It will thrill you for the next 12 months or one year. But after that, you will be unhappy again. You will be unhappy again. Because there is nothing in this world that will satisfy us. These needs that we have points us to a greater need. 
to a greater issue. Ito, pag nakuha ko to Lord, okay na ako. Sabi nila, pwede kita i-heal ngayon, but if I don't address the real, deeper issue in your heart, then you will be unhappy again. Just give it time. Some people, dati, pag praise, Lord, magkaasawa lang ako, Lord, kahit sino na. Basta tao, Lord. <laughs> Masaya na ako, Lord. Or magkatuluyan lang kami, Lord, okay na kami. Tapos nagkatuluyan kayo. Tapos ngayon, pagkausap ka, grabing buhay to. Sometimes we have, we, we, we have like that. Na, Lord, pag meron ako nito, Lord, bagong iPhone, bagong kotse, bagong trabaho, bagong mukha, or ano pa. <laughs> Lord, masaya na ako. If I, get, if I get this, I'll be... No, not really. Because after you get that, soon enough, you're not happy again. Are you following? And so, God said, your, your sins are forgiven because God knew that our, our greatest need is forgiveness. We need to get right with God. Because if we are not right with God, it's possible to have everything, money, job, marriage, family, and still not function properly. We're still paralyzed. But oh Lord, It's possible to have everything, but without Jesus, the Bible says, Jesus Himself said, apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you have nothing, actually. You think you have a lot, but apart from me, you have nothing. This year, more than, you know, breakthrough in our marriage, our children, or work, or, or studies, or, or health, more than any of these, our greatest breakthrough is Jesus. This year, pwedeng hindi mo makuha yung pinagpipray mo, but if you and Jesus are okay, you're right, you are in a right relationship with Jesus, you're walking with Him, then this is going to be one of your best Years. This is going to be your greatest year. Jesus is our greatest breakthrough. But it's possible, pwedeng makuha mo yung pinagpipray mong amount, okay. Pero kung wala si Jesus, balikan na naman. Same issue. You know, the first miracle God wants to do is in our heart. For us to realize that Jesus is everything that we need. And I hope all of us will realize that. I hope God, we will know God better I hope all of us will go deeper in our love for God, in our passion for Him. You know, I like the passion of Paul in Philippians chapter 3, verse 8 to 9. And I'm about to end. He said, Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with Him. This guy was an achiever. He's uh, one of the people in society, the who's who. He, I mean, academic achievements, position in society, uh, wealth. But when he encountered God, he made this realization. He realized that, you know, there's nothing more important than Jesus. He became passionate with God. And here was, here's his declaration. He said, everything is worthless. That's my realization. In fact, everything that I consider gain, I consider it as garbage compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ. You know, my prayer is that we will come to that point that we will be able to say the same thing. I consider everything worthless compared to my relationship with Jesus. I'm willing to let go of everything. If this job is 
taking me away from my relationship with Jesus, I'm willing to let it go. If this relationship is causing me to be paralyzed and not be able to move and, and walk with Jesus, then I'm willing to give up this relationship. Because there is nothing that is more important and precious than Jesus. You know, I like this question from Pastor Joey in one of his books. Um, he said, Could it be possible that a considerable number of sinners love their sin more than some Christians love their God? It's amazing what some people are willing to do in order to have their favorite sin in their life. They're willing to take the risk. They're willing to offend some people. They're willing to do the unthinkable in order to have that because they love that sin in their life. I like that question. Could it be possible that considered number of sinners love their sin more than some Christians love their God? And, and I hope that we will, have, we will be more passionate for God than others. Thank you, Lord. Lord God, we just thank you for, Lord God, a fresh start. A new year, Lord. Fresh 365 days that you're giving us. Lord God, we just thank you, Lord, that we know you're the God who is able to do more than what we could ask for or imagine. Lord, our prayer, first and foremost, is that you will align us. You will align our hearts to yours. You will, you will, Lord God, make known to us your will for our lives, your purpose, your direction for us this year. Lord, we don't want to do things on our own. We want to make sure that we're exactly where you want us to be and we're doing exactly what you want us to do. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, that, Lord God, you are able to Help us, Lord God, function properly and, and heal us and deliver us from whatever is holding us back so that we, we will now be able to walk with you. Lord, thank you that this year will be a year of breakthrough for us, Lord. Lord God, I just speak, Lord, right now to people here who are uh, who feels like they are stuck, Lord. Lord, I speak, Lord, to relationships that are not going well or struggles that we, we can't seem to overcome. Lord God, we declare breakthrough in these areas, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And we declare your freedom and deliverance, Lord. I, I rebuke that paralyzing spirit in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I pray, Lord God, that this year we are going to walk with you, God. This year we will not be hindered in in serving your purposes, in living for you, God. Lord, I pray also that you will bring people, Lord. You will surround us with people who will take us, Lord God, where we can't go on our own, who will help us do what we can't do and help us become the man and the woman that you want us to be. Lord God, I pray for your breakthroughs in our lives. I, I also pray, um, just one last thing, and then I'm going, I'm going to pray. I'm not just talking about us. I also know that there are people in your circle of influence who are paralyzed by fear, by guilt, by shame, by sin, by problems, by doubt, by unbelief, who cannot go to Jesus. This year, 
God wants to use your faith to bring these people to Jesus. Maybe some of them are your family members, relatives, friends, or office mates, or classmates. Can you pray that prayer also that this year you will be the answer to someone else's prayer? That through your faith, they will know Jesus. They will be brought to Jesus. And they will be healed of whatever is paralyzing them so that they will be able to serve God. Lord, use us this year. Lord, I pray that we will not only receive our breakthroughs, but I pray, God, we will be able to help other people receive their breakthroughs. Use us to bring people to you, God. Lord, we pray, Lord, that Lord, many more people will encounter you as we step out in faith and believe that you can use us to bring them to you, Lord. God, I pray we will have greater realization this year that you are everything that we need. May we have the passion like a Paul that we will consider you more important than anything and anyone in this world. We declare, Lord, you are everything that we need. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts.